You're listening to Sales Chat, the latest sales and service insights by Saleitis. Hello again, and welcome back to Sales Chat. For the relaunch of Sales Chat, things may look a little different here. Big shout out to producer Tessa for putting this together. Uh, Sales Chat here, this is a bite-sized production where we're sharing the best and brightest from the Sales Matter subject experts here at Salelytics. And today, today's in a really exciting day because we're looking forward into the future. And with me is CSO AJ Olander. How are you doing, AJ? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, Jeremy. It's fun to have this reboot. 22 was a good year for us. We yeah. had... More growth, but you know, really 23 is what it's all about at this point. We had a fantastic close in Q4, uh, several very large new client partners that we're starting to sign and onboard. Nice. So 23's got big things coming for Salelytics. Very cool. Yeah. So before we get into 2023, let's talk a little bit about 2022 and some of the success we had. Uh, anything you can share there on growth of existing clients? Maybe we're, we're getting into some, some new business. Anything like that you can share with us? Yeah. One of the most exciting things for us any year, but it came true again in 22, is when you know some of our largest, most tenured clients continue to invest and expand the scope of work that they do with us. Two of our top five accounts specifically we got noticeable growth. Uh, several hundred people were added to the firm to support that. So lots of new jobs, lots of new opportunity for many people here. Yeah, awesome. Always glad to see that expansion, providing some more opportunities for internal, as well as opening up some new positions so we can get some fresh folks in here. Good stuff. So now for today, why don't we look at a few points from Forbes and HubSpot. Uh, about what we should expect from sales trends in 2023. So in both articles, which you can find linked below in our description here, there seems to be a bit of a talent challenge. We've heard a lot about this, the the quiet quitting phenomena. Yeah. Uh, has there been any challenge like that here at Salelytics? Are we seeing any of that here? Well, anybody who's telling you that they don't have talent problems or opportunities this day and age, I think, is is leaving part of the truth out. You know, it's a reality of the environment that we're in, uh, specifically for a company like ours, who in February of 2020 was 100% brick and mortar. Everybody came into the office. We were all together. And then you go into March of 2020. We all know what happened there. Mm -hmm. And then we completely shifted. Like it, it was the exact opposite of it. So you go through growing pains. You go through evolutions of how you do certain processes, talent acquisition and employee retention, you know, certainly were at the heart of it for us. What I think has worked really well is the way that we try to carry the culture forward. So one aspect that I try and tell as many people as we can, people first, everything else will follow. Mm -hmm. It's a mantra that we put on the wall at headquarters. The logo looks nice, but the leadership team from Scott Kruger all the way down really embody it and try and carry it forward so the employees know that they're valued. You know, we do great things like our Caring About People program to try and reinvest and doing it close to home, like with our own employee base. You know, that's just one example where I think we show that we care and this is more than just a place to come and work. It's an opportunity. It's a career path. It's, you know, the cliche of family, so to speak, in times, mm -hmm. and uh, you feel supported, and then that helps people stay. So our retention numbers have been strong, even though they've evolved, and we're hiring more people than we have in a very long time. Oh, that's um, always good news. Yeah, yeah. so lots of, lots of new growth coming into the organization as well. 
outside of the challenges that came with 2020, something like employee retention, company culture, it's a lot to think about, but you throw that shift to work from home in there, suddenly the game entirely changes. So it's been really cool to see Salitix kind of keeping up with that, evolving our strategy of how do we keep people involved and invested in kind of the virtual space. So really interesting there. On the opposite side of the spectrum, though, there are a couple predictions uh, about our customers. So one of which is stating that existing customers take priority. About 26% of sales professionals are saying that existing customers are taking priority over finding new ones in 2022. So what does that look like for Salelytics in 2023? Yeah, I love talking about this topic. You know, today we have roughly 70 client partners that are already with us. Obviously, we love all of them. We care about all of those relationships. And that always is top of mind. You know, they came to us for a reason. We want to make sure that they feel good about that reason. We keep investing in how we evolve the, the partnership and the process to drive their results. You have to focus on your existing customers. You know, it's, it's much easier to ensure you retain and maintain the stability of your organization if you keep customers. Obviously, we love new customers and we're right. actively doing things in the market every single day to try and you know, create more brand awareness, tell our story and see if the solutions fit for others. But but you have to retain the current. All of our top 10 have been stables for us. The average tenure there is about 10 years wow. uh, for our top 10 clients. So we work very hard on making sure that that doesn't go down. It just keeps going up. Yeah. And that really speaks to Salelytics innovation, right? We're always changing things up. We're looking at new technologies. We're looking at new sales processes. How do we evolve this? And uh, that client tenure really speaks to it. So it's good to see that in 2023, we're going to keep that moving forward. So the other prediction with our customer preferences, personalization, immersive experience, that's going to become a lot more important. It was a big focus in 2022 for a lot of sales professionals seeing it as a bigger challenge. So what is Salelytics doing to tackle this as we move into 2023? Yeah. Authentic personalization is the way that I've liked to think about it. And I, I read this from influencers on LinkedIn all the time. We have a lot of great content and it's it's figuring out a way to, to cut through the noise. You know, we'll give a shout out to Carrie Blair and our great app dev team. One aspect of our firm that I think is very unique is we balance a series of homegrown, home developed software platforms and applications with, you know, kind of best in class vended solutions. You know, we can't always make everything ourselves. I think you need to be honest with yourselves about uh, what your capabilities are, but that's a unique spot to be. A lot of firms will just completely build. That can be very expensive, very time consuming, very arduous, mm -hmm. uh, or just buy. And that's got its own set of challenges. So the space that we sit in to blend the two of them to make a kind of unique recipe for how you do outsource sales and service models has been very impactful for us. The vended tools that I referenced, you know, there's a great partnership that we have with a company called SalesLoft. They have a cadence structure that we've integrated into many of our client solutions. Um, and they've really figured it out. Like they spent a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of money in order to do it. And then you pair that with some of the homegrown platforms we have, like our super associate, our lingua, which is doing speech to text and, and tone and sentiment analysis. Uh, you get a lot of power from that type of combination. And it allows us to get unique kind of prescriptive solutions to how we do messaging on behalf of our client partners. 
Absolutely. That data backup piece coming from Lingua and, and Super Associate and Gamification, all of our sales enablement tools. But then how do we get that information out? And that's where something like SalesLoft is just a fantastic platform to be able to set up that cadence, automate it, make everybody aware and, and send those, those regular follow ups and things like that. So you're right, that blended technology, it is a really unique position for us. And it's great to see even when we vend a solution out, we're still thinking, how do we use our internally built yeah. stuff to supplement this and support it and make it better? Yeah. I mean, this conversation is always very top of mind with our prospective client partners, you know, and a lot of them are in different stages mm. of the evaluation process where they're thinking about, you know, can, can we do this ourselves or should we do this ourselves? If I do, besides the people component of it, do I have the process? Do I have the backend infrastructure? Do I have the supplier relationships? And it can get really complicated if yeah. you're not prepared for it. Absolutely. I think that's the big one, right? So if you have this idea of, okay, here's, here's what I need for, let's say, I need a piece of technology or I need staff to accomplish this thing. There's all these supplemental costs that not a lot of people are considering when they're looking at a larger scale project when something like inside sales, right? Yeah. So to be able to lean on some experts on that, I, I think is very valuable. Yeah, it becomes a little bit of a light bulb moment where uh, I think when they enter into some of these thought processes and conversations early on, it seems like it might be an either easier path to market than what the reality is. Digging a little bit deeper you realize that there's a lot going on, you know, to take your product or service to market. And oftentimes the answer becomes maybe we need help. And that's where we fit in. Yeah, absolutely. So many details to consider. It never hurts to reach out to some experts. So the last thing I want to call out specifically from these articles is the ability to specialize in vertical markets. So why do you think there's value in a niche audience? And are we seeing anything, uh, any particular verticals or any niches within the verticals that we serve? Yeah, we certainly believe that there's value in being niche and focusing on verticals. So, uh, you know, for as long as I've been here, inching our way towards two decades now for me, firm's been around for well over 30 years. We found specialty areas like consumer packaged goods, healthcare, which is medical device and pharmaceutical, or in the broad range of really enterprise business to business clientele, you know, that, that have mass bases of small to mid-sized customers purchasing their product or service. There's nuance to how you sell into all of those based on it. Um, so having experts with lots of tenure and understanding how to apply some of the things that we already talked about from sales enablement and tools into that unique blend for the industry, I think is key. You, like you can't underestimate what that means. Well, definitely. Um, There's that that difference between generalist and specialist. Like a generalist will generally get the job done. Yeah. But when you want the details and the professional work, you really got to you gotta find somebody who knows what they're talking about. So it's interesting to see that within a company that has such a diverse portfolio yep. that we are able to specialize and provide specialist services in all these different verticals. Yeah. In 2022, we, we definitely saw an emergence of the need for patient-centric work. Mm -hmm. uh, so we've been doing that for quite some time now. It sat in a little bit of a, a niche kind of for us, but the demand in the marketplace has really exploded yeah. uh, in, in the last 18 months. And some of our earliest wins for 2023 are supporting clientele in that space. There's a lot of effort that they have going into 
marketing, branding, communicating out their message mm. for whatever the disease state solution might be, whatever their medical device is going to solve for the patient, and then finding a way to help them with that education and journey is also complicated. So making sure that the investment that they do on the front end to bring people into the fold is cared for and carried through along the rest of the way. And it's very unique. And the fact that we've done it for some of the largest brands, you know, that you have ever heard of in, in that industry, you know, really lends itself to credibility in the space as we find new partners trying to solve those problems. Mm. So that has been emerging and I think it will continue for us going forward. I feel like that's a huge amount of pressure, right? Like yeah. the client does all this marketing, they get the business ready for it and they say, okay, make it happen. And that's, that's where we shine. We pick yeah. it up and we say, oh yeah, absolutely. We know exactly what to do with this. And that's, it's really fun to see that process roll out. Yeah. And the team loves it because some of those are the best partnerships, right? We're yeah. not the experts in bringing people into the fold for that, that part of the process. You know, how do you, how do you share the news? How do you get patients aware that your solution exists yeah. or, you know, they, they've rocked it and they've done an incredible job. And yeah. what happens is now they're trying to figure out how to connect them into the end state to actually provide, you know, the benefit of what they've been touting in the market to, to their patients and they need help. And the operations that our teams worked on over the years here, you know, lends itself to, to doing that very well and very seamlessly. We can plug it in. Yeah, absolutely. Delivering on the promise. That's something we've uh, we've been pretty solid with here in my years uh, that I've been with the organization. Yeah. So I think with that, we're shaping up to have a pretty great 2023. To end, AJ, are there any specific Salytics initiatives that we're excited about? I'm really excited about the growth, like as, as a whole. There is going to be kind of a noticeable increase in overall headcount for the firm, a lot more opportunities for our people, yeah. and tying back into our people first tagline, you know, it's, it's going to be exciting to see how, how that helps us evolve. You know, we have a huge culture of promoting from within, making sure that we're providing career pathways so that people stay with us, they can grow a career here. Uh, and at the end of the day, that's proven out time and time again that it benefits our client partners. You know, they can take various stages along along this career journey and just keep helping to grow and develop and build on the partnerships that we have with a lot of these, you know, Fortune 1000 companies to meet their goals out in the market. Pretty awesome. It's great to see that when the organization succeeds, we're reinvesting back right back into the people and that people first mentality here in the organization. It's fantastic. So at the end of that conversation, all I can say is I'm really excited for 2023, seeing what that's going to bring as the landscape continues to change and evolve out there. I hope you join us next time as we share some more industry trends, some Salytics insights, and maybe even a little bit of career guidance. You can find us on all of our social media channels or wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, thanks for tuning into Sales Chat.